Welcome back to our Voices of Honesty podcast. I'm Yai. And I'm Abby. And we're your hosts for today's episode. Today we've got a fun episode in store where we will be joined by our fellow members from our WowC conferencing team to give us a sneak peek of their refugee conferencing event. Join us as we explore the difficulties of being a youth activist amidst a global pandemic and reflect on our stances on refugees. Refugees have been an issue globally and domestically in Australia, and it has been an on and off trend in the media. The word refugee stands as an umbrella term for people who have been forcibly displaced, whether that be internal displacement or causing them to flee and become asylum seekers or refugees. Conflicts in Syria, the economic collapse in Venezuela, humanitarian crises in Kenya, and not to forget the current crisis in Afghanistan, the number of people forcibly displaced around the world continues to grow and at an alarming rate. While these events have been well known to us, there's still a lack lack of continual media attention on these matters, leading some of us to believe these issues have been resolved when in reality, there's still an increasing number of victims experiencing breaches of their human rights, forcing them to flee and seek refuge. We see this happen especially now where COVID-19 has become the peak of media coverage and often at most times what we pay attention to in the media and on the news. But we don't understand how COVID has clouded our attention towards these current issues. While we could go on and on about refugees and go in depth into history worth of humanitarian crises and internal conflicts, we should still shed light on some silver linings. Recently, I've noticed in the Tokyo Olympics, one of the highlights of this year, we've got another glimpse of the refugee Olympic team. As they walked out in the beginning following Greece, it was nice to see more members representing the team. Yeah, it was a good jump from 10 athletes in the Rio Games to 29, sending a message of hope around the world, especially to little kids and becoming those role models for them. While this may seem like a select few, hopefully we can see this become one of the stepping stones towards a addressing these crises and truly providing support to refugees. But our opinions aside, today we are joined by some very special guests from our YLC conferencing team, Andy and Amog. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Uh, So, hi, Uh, my name is Andy and I'm on the Amnesty Youth Conference research team. Um, Hi, my name is Amog. I'm also on the Amnesty Youth Conference team and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Hey guys, welcome. How has your experience been organizing the conference group? Uh, So I think that the experience and process of organizing um, our youth conference this year has actually been quite a long and winding journey, you know, given that we're working with the uncertainty of a conference event even happening, given that the situations around COVID and the lockdowns and curfews now. It's also honestly been a little bit difficult, given that so many of us organizing it are currently in year 12 and are planning to do the HSC this year. So we haven't had much time on our hands. But nonetheless, it's been a really amazing experience to be able to work with work and collaborate with so many like-minded individuals who really want to make a difference. Yeah, that's great, man. What about you, Amog? Yeah, I'm um, really similar to Andy. I mean, it's been a great experience. Um, we've done a lot of things. We made a lot of progress, especially in such an alarming like, COVID-impacted environment. Um, the ability to come together in such a difficult time has um, really allowed ourselves to direct our energy towards this, you know, collective purpose and um, explore activism more than, you know, the traditional sort of um, often overlooked um, activism that people think is 
um, you know, you got to go out there into the world, you got to hand people money, so that sort of thing. So um, it's been a brilliant experience so far. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because like um, for us here on the podcast team, we've actually been doing this all online this year. So we've had some of those challenges too, like recording these podcasts over Zoom and having like issues like um, not being able to see our other team members. So mm-hmm. that's for us. Been the most challenging, I guess. Yeah, and technical difficulties. Yeah, I can't imagine being on the conferencing team and like managing that. But what would you say that has been your highlight of this experience? All right. Um, for me, I have to say, um, the people that we're working with definitely the people we're collaborating with them. I'm so grateful to be surrounded by, you know, passionate and committed individuals. Um, especially again, working in like the lockdown. Um, it's practically shut down any chance of real world, like social networking. And um, rather than just rotting away behind a desk, um, directing our energy again towards addressing these major issues, um, it's been very, very exciting. And, um, you know, we've come together in an incredibly hard time to work on an equally hard project. And it wouldn't be possible without some incredible company. Mm-hmm. And just on that, I feel like this project also like takes... It does take time away from our HSE, but it also gives us like a little breather. So then we're not just studying all the time. We have actually, we're doing something that we're passionate about and we are like creating change like at home, you know? Um, Yeah. And it's like something we look forward to, I think, because we're always in lockdown. We're always in our rooms. It's something to look forward to and see like-minded people. And Andy, would you, do you have anything Oh, uh, just really similar to Mog, I guess. And what I mentioned before about when we talk about uh, we're talking about our experiences, I think that the most like exciting part is like the people you get to work with and collaborate with. It's really fun and rewarding to be able to uh, work with people who have the same passion as I do. And it's amazing to be able to make some kind of difference in the world, I guess. So I know we've talked about COVID being a um, big challenge. What else have you like struggled with in developing the conference um, among? Um, first of all, I think there's two major challenges that we've faced um, in this conference. Um, firstly, organizing and engaging an informative three-hour conference uh, mm-hmm. from a few laptop screens across Australia has been um, nothing short of a miracle, I guess. And uh, secondly, I've had a lot, a lot of reluctance. Um, I've found that I've been very hesitant to move forwards in developing ideas or ways to approach problems, but um, that issue has been solved by lots and lots of teamwork. Yeah, definitely. And adding on to the points that Amog made, I think it's really difficult to be able to find the time to work together uh, for the conference, given that, like I said before, most of us are studying really hard for our trials in HSC. Um, adding uh, again onto what Yao Yi said, but I think that working on this and organizing this conference, it really gives us a good break from all the stress and the work. Even with the uncertainty um, with COVID, do you guys still think you can give us a little sneak peek of your conference? Yeah. Um, as you could probably guess from the lovely overview from Yaoi and Abby, uh, the conference will have a main focus surrounding refugees and the conditions and injustices that they face. We honestly wish that we could tell you about the entire plan of the conference, but it'd probably be better to leave some things out such a, for a surprise such as our wonderful guest speakers. But what we can say is, is that due to the current COVID situation, we do plan to have an online conference. 
which would still be an amazing experience for us, the organizers, but also for those of you who are planning on joining. Being able to learn more, enjoy the many activities that we have planned, and find people who are passionate about activism. It's honestly just like what one of our coordinators said in the meeting. We don't need to see each other to have, a, to have the same committed goal. So just going back to like the start of the whole conference, why did you guys decide to cover um, refugees as the main topic? Um, I think that one of the reasons as to why our group chose to cover refugees as the main topic for the conference was honestly just due to the prevalence of the situation, both internationally and domestically here in Australia. Um, and as a member of the research group, researching the matter in depth really opened my eyes to the severity of the situation. So let's just take a brief look at the problem internationally, right? How many refugees do you guys think there are in the world in 2020? Um, um, yeah, you can shoot your guess first. Uh, it would be in the million. I don't know. I'm gonna give a better answer than that. You can't. You can't leave them hanging with just a few million. Yeah, a few million. A few million. There. A few million. A few million. I'm gonna go on a limb and say like 20 million. Oh, you guys are actually really close, but it's actually been estimated by the United Nations Human Rights Council that as of 2020, the number of refugees was actually over 26 million, with more than two thirds of those coming from only five countries, such as Syria, Afghanistan, and South Sudan, which you know, given the current circumstances, especially with Afghanistan, actually makes a lot of sense yeah. as people are trying to flee for the safety, not only for themselves, but also for their families, but have nowhere to go. And see, we reached a problem facing refugees domestically here in Australia as well, where if you aren't just towed away by the Australian, uh, from the Australian border by our own military, which is an actual thing, uh, the chance for refugees to arrive in Australia is still really slim given that the government has the power to detain any individual under immigration laws, um, you know, unless they're provided with a visa or if they straight up agree to leave the country, breaching several international documents that the government has actually signed. This is also keeping in mind that, you know, the detention centers that they're kept in aren't the best and are generally, generally lack essential resources, especially in regards to hygiene for female refugees. Um, for detention centres, um, did you know where they are? Like where they are in Australia for refugees? Um, normally, they aren't actually in Australia, but in um, uh, in several countries that we have treaties with, such as Papua New Guinea, Nauru, and the Christmas Islands. Mm -hmm. And I've read like all over the, um, the internet that those places are actually like sort of like an indefinite prison for these refugees. They're not, um, they don't have like a date where they can actually leave, that, that they can look forward to. And that's like um, a major problem because it breaches a lot of the rights that these refugees um, are supposed to have. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, especially since that they aren't able to, you know, contact people out of the detention centers and it's really hard to find a lawyer. Like one mm. of the like few basic things we need, you know, fair trials, but 
being stuck on is that Nauru, uh, like the Papua New Guinea, indefinitely, finding a lawyer is going to be really hard. And obviously, as activists or like youth activists, um, what would your stance be on this matter? Well, as a result of becoming educated from organizing and planning this conference, you know, all the research uh, processes that take place, I think I'm now obligated as an activist to learn more. And um, eventually, whenever opportunities to enact the ideas we've made um, in during the amnesty campaign, uh, when we get that opportunity to transform it into physical change, I think I'll be ready. But I also think it stretches beyond activism. Uh, although amnesty is the first step, as a young activist, I've learned to become grateful for my position. You know, um, my old man always tells me stories about how he came to Australia from India with 200 bucks in his pocket and uh, made, made ends meet somehow. And uh, I now firmly believe that every single refugee needs to be given that chance. And it's not really about pushing this through radical activism. And I think that's what lots of people overlook, but um, instead it can be low key and um, you can make change online from your home behind a laptop screen as an activist. By just spreading like um, information, by educating people through podcasts, through um, social media, especially for youth. And that's what's, or what we have been doing as well in our, um, in our groups. What about you, Andrew? Sure. Uh, you know, I think that I've always had a fascination with, with what's going on around the world. And it wasn't until last year that I was given an opportunity with Amnesty to, you know, put my foot to the door, I guess, and actually sit with people who think about these topics, like, with me. Um, I also think that's a, that there's an inspiring aspect to being an activist building that confidence and being able to speak up about topics that we are heavily passionate about, being, being able to create changes in the community domestically or even internationally. I honestly think that even if it, was, if it wasn't for these experiences with activism, as a former quiet and shy kid myself, I wouldn't have the confidence to be here today and speak with you guys about these issues surrounding you know, refugees and the problems that they face. That's amazing though. <laughs> Um, so while my stance is probably different from Amog's personal experience and Andy's nuanced perspective, when Yaya and I were also filming our Israeli-Palestine conflict episode, um, I found that about 7 million Palestinians had been displaced over a number of refugee camps, notably in Jordan, Lebanon and Syria since the 1948 war, which we go more in detail about in our Israeli-Palestine episode. Um, through a Oh, no, sorry. That's though. Sorry. <laughs> though a majority of these refugees have been spread across 58 camps, providing them with shelter and bare necessities, it may still be a long way to go for some families and individuals. Um, through our perspective, shaped particularly by the media, um, leaving their country may seem like a sigh of relief, leaving, leaving behind decades of conflict and uncertainty. But it's hard to imagine the conflicting feelings those refugees, and I guess refugees generally, would have between leaving their homeland and for some, their families, parents, children and loved ones, and seeking protection with relief that they are approaching safety and havens at these refugee camps. Well, for me, while studying in school, I've been exposed to conflicts in areas such as Myanmar 
and learned about the treatment that the Rohingya people received. It really opened my eyes to how refugees were treated. The Rohingya people have been forced into neighboring countries, creating one of the world's largest refugee camps in Bangladesh. Inside these camps, they were overcrowded, received little to no shelter, and were denied many of their basic human rights. To this day, this crisis is still going on, and it really isn't talked about enough by the media, by activists, and by youth in general. But I'm sure that with our refugee conference coming up, it would be something that we can all look forward to and hear the perspectives of activists on decades worth of humanitarian crises. But that's all we have for today. Remember to listen to our previous episodes and follow our podcast on Spotify at Voices of Amnesty. We now also have our own little section on the Amnesty International website at amnesty.org.au under Youth Resources where you can find out more about us. You can also interact with us on Instagram, also at Voices of Amnesty, where you can also look out for any upcoming news on our conferencing event. But for now, that's all from us.